Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to uh, my podcast, my nameless podcast for now, anyway. <laughs> um, this is obviously going to be uh, your first time coming around here, as it is mine as well. Basically, I love talking about the NFL. Uh, I love expressing my opinions on the NFL. I think the NFL is an amazing uh, league. It's so great, and I love expressing my opinions, and I know that I have a way above average knowledge of the NFL. Now, just to clear up, I don't have a way above knowledge of football, the game in general. I don't really know plays. I don't really know coverages, just to put that out there, but I do know the NFL, and I love the NFL. Now, to give myself a bit of a background, I am a 18-year-old high school senior. Um, I have been. I love the NFL my entire life. I am a Cowboys fan, but don't worry, I'm not, I'm not a delusional one. Um, I did not think we were going to go to the Super Bowl this year, and uh, oh well. I mean, was I right about that? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm high school senior. Um, I live in Texas, and yeah, I'm just a big big Cowboys fan and I am a big NFL fan in general so yeah pretty much I guess uh, for my first podcast I guess I'll just start talking about the Cowboys since uh, they are my favorite team so yeah I guess uh, I guess we'll just get started like what's going on with the Cowboys right I mean I mean the, the record is just atrocious and we our defense is just the worst that it's been um and who's to blame for the defense now the easy answer you could say is easily Mike Nolan I mean Mike Nolan in his past seasons has a uh, well, when he was coach, anyway, he hasn't had a job in the NFL being a defensive coordinator for a while. But when he has had the job, he's always been very, very low. Uh, his defense has been very, very low each time. So I really find it really weird why Mike McCarthy would hire him in the first place. I think it's, I think that's crazy. However, I will give Mike McCarthy this this props. The special teams coach is an absolute genius. He has made uh crazy smart plays throughout the year like on uh when one time in uh in a game we had a safety and he didn't i never even i've never even heard of this before but obviously when you get a safety you got to punt it back but he did something he did something like as in a safety onside kick and i've never even heard of that before and it was such so great and there was even another play and i believe it might have been against the Steelers yes it was against the Steelers where they did a little bit of a Tennessee Titans imitation from the playoffs so many years ago where one player just had the ball well he was going to receive the ball on a kickoff and another player would pretend to get injured but goes to the other side of the field and they'd lateral it full field across now and that play uh was did not end up being a touchdown but it gave a lot of yards and gave us a really good chance to actually win the game which the Steelers in all is just a whole different thing. I mean, I, I believe the Steelers are the most overrated team in the NFL. Actually, well, they're not. No one thinks of anything about them, which is rightly so. I mean, they're not really not that good. But anyways, not to get off topic, um, I do believe that the, the, the special teams coach for the Dallas Cowboys is very good. I don't know his name at the moment right now. I apologize, but he is very good. And we got to give him props for that, especially the offense also doesn't look all too bad especially with Dak Prescott being injured um do have to give some props to Colin Moore the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys he's been playing or he's been uh, calling some pretty good plays here and then especially when you think about um the Philadelphia game when we had um the third string <laughs> quarterback in you know obviously it wasn't that obviously he wasn't that good 
and he could have gotten picked off many times during that game. But the thing that you do have to give Kellen more props for is that in the beginning of the game, all the plays, and also Mike McCarthy, by the way, the beginning of the game, they looked, the team looked ready to play. The plays were very, um, very good, and they, it wasn't asking too much of the quarterback to actually make throws. So that was very good in terms of that. But at the end of the day, I think who's to blame for the most? And uh, by the way, like we can't really put on blame you know, on the coaches that much because, you know, with Dak Prescott being injured, that is like a handcuff being put on you. Like that's not, you can't do everything that you want to do. I mean, as a player right now, Andy Dalton is not what Dak Prescott is athletically or even throwing the ball. Like he may have more experience just because he's been a quarterback for so long, but he's just not at Dak's level anymore anyway. So it is a little bit of a handcuff for Mike McCarthy, which is why I don't really think that we should fire him. I've been hearing people like Stephen A. Smith saying to move on from Mike McCarthy, but I would have to disagree. I mean, I, I don't think that we've seen enough yet it's because uh, because of Dak Prescott's injury. I mean, you have to remember that Prescott was playing very well. And of course, it was all during, uh, you know, when we were losing the game. So it didn't really matter. But, you know, it was no preseason, only like three games in four games in you still had to give them that chance and i believe you have to give mike mccarthy one more year as the uh, head coach of the dallas cowboys but uh he's but he's gotta he's gotta get rid of mike we gotta get rid of mike nolan mike nolan is absolutely atrocious as a defensive coordinator uh we gotta get him out of there the defense looked so great just a year two years ago and now it's just looking like this that just doesn't happen so you gotta get rid of that defensive coordinator mike nolan now i want to bring something up here so um i really got to say something that's pretty controversial especially to people that uh that work in like espn like shannon or shannon sharp you know and undisputed uh, i really got to say uh as a dallas cowboys fan i'll be the first to admit that at least this season anyway this season alone i believe that ezekiel elliott is very 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 bad and i do believe that tony pollard is better than him at this particular moment in time now i will say zeke is more of a power back than he really is elusive even though i don't really think he's that much of a power back anyway but i will give him that benefit of the doubt as a power back it is very hard to you know make plays when your line is not blocking for you because you don't have that elusiveness to actually make plays and pick up the slack that your offensive line isn't holding but so that's why I will give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. But Tony Pollard just made more plays than Zeke this season. I mean, even with less carries, if you watch the game like I do, every single snap of every single game of the Dallas Cowboys, Tony Pollard just looks way better than Ezekiel Elliott. And I mean, I guess that's just because he's more elusive than Zeke. But Zeke, but at the same time, you look, just look at Zeke's fumbles. He has about five on the season. That is horrible. He's lost about more than more i'm pretty sure he lost like four of them as well maybe even all of them but either way that's why i would say that tony pollard right now is better than ezekiel elliott because ezekiel elliott just can't seem to hold on to the ball that's just a big problem for zeke right now he just does not look good and i can't stand it when he does that feed me celebration because he does not deserve to do that you can't do that when you're playing horrible, that makes no sense to me. <laughs> this is that's horrible, but I mean, a good upside of the Dallas Cowboys that we are seeing is 
Our receivers are very, very good. C.D. Lamb is a very promising rookie, and he has been playing lights out. Amari Cooper is still Amari Cooper. I don't, I don't believe we're, that the Dallas Cowboys are giving him enough targets, if I'm being quite honest. Even though Michael Gallup, I believe, is very, very good, I think we should be targeting Amari Cooper way more than we should be tar- targeting Michael Gallup because Amari Cooper is just, I believe, a way better route runner, way better catcher, way better wide receiver in general. So I do believe that we should be targeting Amari Cooper more often than not, even more than C.D. Lamb. But either way, our receivers are very good. Amari Cooper is very, very good. Michael Gallup could be a number one receiver on a lot of teams in this league, and I really do stand by that. And C.D. Lamb is an extremely promising rookie, and he's holding that number 88 very proudly, playing very well with that. Really got to give C.D. Lamb props for that. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to – well, actually, no, that's not all I got to say. I got to go back on the defense really quick. I really got to say Jalen Smith has really been getting exposed. And uh, you know what? No, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about our cornerback, Trayvon Diggs. I really got to say that he's the most overrated player on our squad. A lot of people like to give Trayvon Diggs a lot of praise. And as I I will say that he played very, very well in that Eagles game. However – Trayvon Diggs beforehand and more often than not was playing horribly in the Redskins game. Um, McLaurin was just destroying Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs had no chance against him. They were not even the same league. And I do understand that he's getting put up against number one receivers. But if the coach seriously believes that you should be going up against number one receivers, then you got to show up somehow, some way. But he hadn't been showing up. I believe that they should have put uh, Shadibe Awuzie on those number one receivers um, instead. Because I believe that he's a better player and better corner than Trayvon Diggs is at this moment right now. I'm not saying that Trayvon Diggs does not have any more potential and that he's not going to get better. I'm not saying that at all. If anything, I'm rooting for him to get way better than he is. However, I just don't think right now he's at that level yet. I don't think he should be guarding number one receivers. Obviously, he's injured right now and he's not guarding anyone, but I'm just putting putting that out the way from the games that he has played. He got completely destroyed by Metcalf. And I do understand that he did punch out the ball. That's why this guy has a lot of promise for sure. He hustles and he does not give up on a play. And that's what I really like. But either way, he still gave up that play. He gave up. He's been giving up. He gave up a lot of plays. There was even one play where uh, Julio Jones against the Falcons had had him beat crazy bad. And again, I do understand that he's going up against number one receivers, but I don't think he should be the one going against number one receivers. I think it should be Shadibe Awuzie. I really like him as a corner, actually. But anyways, I just don't think that Trayvon Diggs is at that level. I think Trayvon Diggs is uh, getting exposed. Or, well, he has been playing better from those last couple of games, but he really was getting exposed in the beginning of the season. So, yeah, I do got to say that about Trayvon Diggs. But, yeah, pretty much. Um, if anything, uh, one for, I guess one more thing about the Dallas Cowboys is Jerry Jones. Now, I really do got to say um, a lot of NFL and um, analytics people, you know, from ESPN, uh, especially Max Kellerman, who's very vocal about it. And uh, a lot of NFL fans in general just believe that we cannot win without Jerry Jones. That if Jerry Jones stays, that we're not going to win. Now, I 
I sway both ways on this topic. I slightly disagree, though, because I will say this. Jerry Jones just needs to give the head coach full um, control over the team. The Max Kellerman likes to point out that Jerry Jones hired Mike McCarthy because it is, uh, I guess, for the fans, it would be better. But at the same time, he can have more control of the squad. Now, I do believe that if Jerry Jones gave more control to coaches, I think that he we would have more of a chance to win. I don't think it's Jerry. I mean, it is. I don't really I wouldn't say that it's Jerry Jones altogether that is to blame for these for these losses because we've had, had we've we have had great seasons as um, after, you know, Troy Aikman and uh, those guys have been were playing and won those championships. We, we have had great seasons, but it's not Jerry Jones that's playing on the field, you know. I mean, it's not Jerry Jones's fault that Des Bryant's quote-unquote catch didn't count against the Packers, which, by the way, it was. But anyways, I digress. Um, that's not his fault. It's not his fault that Mason Crosby hit that field goal kick against the Dallas Cowboys in Dak Prescott's ever first ever playoff game. And it's not his fault that the Rams completely destroyed the Dallas Cowboys in the second round of the playoffs. So... I, I think people have that way too over their head that it's all Jerry Jones. I believe that some of it's Jerry Jones, but uh, I believe I believe about a good 40% is, of it is, is on Jerry Jones. But at the same time, it's really not. Uh, it's not all on him. It's more on the players. Um, and it's more on, obviously, the coaches. But like I said, again, Jerry Jones need to give full, full, full control to the coaches. The coaches, um, but at the same time, you know... It's not like Jerry Jones is coaching during the game. You know, it's not him that's coaching during the game. It's the coaches that he has hired to put there. That's all I got to say about that, I guess. I don't know if that made any sense, but at least my other points were good about the Cowboys. But yeah, I am a Dallas Cowboys fan. We are horrible. Hopefully we can pick it up. Uh, no way in heck we win a Super Bowl next year, especially the way we're looking. But hopefully we, uh, things start looking up. I'd really like that. Now... Uh, we're 14 minutes and 10 seconds into this podcast, and uh, if anyone is listening, and if you're still listening, I really do appreciate that. I want to let you guys know what my Super Bowl pick was preseason. Now, my pick was Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl, shocker, I know, versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, um, if you're asking if I'm swaying away from that pick, I'm definitely not swaying away from that pick. I never, I never go away from my pick until they lose in the playoffs, and I have to. However, I will say that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing god-awful. They have no identity on offense, and I think Bruce Arians is asking way too much of, of a very old, for football anyway, very old Tom Brady with his arm i think he's asking way too much i just don't like the plays that are being called in terms of the buccaneers and they have no identity like tom they he just asked tom brady to make all these throws that he just doesn't make well at least right now anyway maybe if he was in his prime because i do believe he is the best quarterback to ever play the game of football um however he's not that anymore He's not a top five quarterback anymore. He's not a top seven quarterback anymore. There's no way. Tom Brady is not what he used to be, obviously. So I think Bruce Arians is definitely asking way too much of Tom Brady. I think they should run the ball way, way more. Um, but at the same time, there's just so many weapons. Like, who do you give the ball to? You know what I mean? So, I mean, they just have to find their identity on offense, especially because their defense is very good. But they just got to find their identity on offense and then they'll be good. 
Um, but at the same time, I'm very worried about the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Very worried about my pick because they have not been playing good as of late. Even in their win against the Vikings, they really were not playing that good. They weren't playing that good at all. I know it was a pretty, uh, the the you know the score was actually pretty like convincing. But if you actually watch the game, the Buccaneers really didn't play that well. Dan Bailey missed about three field goals. Like that's crazy. If if he makes all those kicks, because I'm pretty sure he missed an extra point as well. If he makes all of them, that's a different ball game. The Buccaneers are not playing good football. They're really not. No one can tell me otherwise. But everybody already knows that, so nobody will. So, yeah, I'm very uh, nervous about my Kansas City Chiefs versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl pick. But uh, I am rooting for Tom Brady. I am a Tom Brady fan. I want him to get as far as he can into the playoffs so people can stop disrespecting his name. It's ridiculous to me that people keep saying that it was more Belichick than Brady. It's 50-50 to me. It's 50-50 to me. I don't think Belichick is ever the best coach of all time without Brady, and I don't think Brady's the best quarterback of all time without Belichick. It's a it's a two-punch combo. You can't have one without the other. You know what I mean? That's why they're both doing so bad in the first place right now. Obviously, Bill Belichick is still a great coach, still the best coach of all time, and he will continue to be so. But without Tom Brady, he would never be that. That's all I got to say about that. Because, you know, Tom Brady, I believe, is the best quarterback of all time. Better than Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is on my top five, I would say. But I think people go way too overboard about saying he's the best of all time. You cannot be the best of all time with one Super Bowl when somebody's got six. I mean, that's ridiculous to me, honestly. (coughs) Now, obviously, I know it's a team game. But this is the thing. I will say this. When people ask me who I think is the best wide receiver of all time, I do not take Super Bowls into consideration because someone has to throw you the ball. When you're a running back, I don't take that into consideration because you have to have a good line or else you're not a good running back, at least most of the time anyway, unless you're Barry Sanders. But with the quarterback, I do count Super Bowl rings because that is the most important position of all of football. And the quarterback can actually change the outcome of a game. It is all the quarterback at, in the in moments of the NFL. They're the one throwing the ball, right? It's it's uh, obviously the receivers got to make the catch and the running backs got to run. You know, offensive lines got to block. At the end of the day, it is a team sport. But I believe the quarterback has the most impactful. Um, he has the most impact on games. So I believe the quarterback is the most important position. And I just don't believe that Aaron Rodgers holds up to the standards of being the best of all time. I believe that as a talent perspective, he's extremely good. But it's not just all talent. It's your decision making at the end of games that makes you the best, in my opinion. And that's why I think Tom Brady's the best quarterback of all time. He's just way too good. I believed he was the best when he had four, and now he has six, and it just furthers my the conversation. He's just the best. Now, um, I will say that Peyton Manning, I believe, second best quarterback of all time, great thrower of the ball, um, four Super Bowl appearances, and he was just all around an amazing player with the season record of 55 touchdowns. I mean, that is just ridiculous. I mean, he was just a monster, but... Yeah, I believe that he's the second best of all time. Aaron Rodgers is in my top five. I don't know where right now at the top of my head. I did make a list one time, actually. But uh, Aaron Rodgers is definitely not the best. Aaron Rodgers would have to have three Super Bowls, at least for me personally, to be the best of all time. Three at the very least. Um, And he's also in the same boat as um, Joe Montana as well. 
I believe John Montana is uh, obviously as a thrower of the ball. He's threw that beautiful ball. He was amazing. But don't get it twisted. He, I believe he never won a Super Bowl. And if he only won one, I mean, it doesn't matter. My point still holds up. Uh, he, if you can't win a Super Bowl, you can't be the best. A quarterback of all time. I'm sorry. But in terms of the other positions, I don't count Super Bowls. Just the quarterback position. I count Super Bowls. But yeah, I think that's good enough for this podcast, to be honest. Uh, maybe in my next one, I'll talk about my top 10 teams or I'll talk predictions. But thank you guys so much for listening anyway, if you have. Um, 20 minutes, 30 seconds in. Thank you guys so much for listening. I wonder who's going to listen. But if uh, you are... That'd be cool, I guess. I don't even know if it's like a comment section in this thing or whatever. I've never even checked it out. I just kind of started recording. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Jose. Um, And yeah, hopefully you listen to my other stuff. And I'll talk to you all later. Peace.